welcome to the XY Advisor podcast to join a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice. Head to xyadvisor.com. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Hub24. Hub24 make a difference in the lives of advisors by connecting you to innovative solutions that create opportunities with market-leading managed portfolios and customer service excellence. Want to know more? Visit hub24.com.au. Hey, how's it going? What do you know? Striker like Clayton here from XY, chatting with Julia, former financial planner, now uh, getting involved in the money coaching side of the business. Has a big, big deal coming up with one of the big four and uh, walking their staff through money, which I think is really interesting. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Clay. It's really good to be here. Um, I'm so excited. the thing that I, so we had a chance to chat before the podcast started and, um, and you were recommended actually uh, to me to, to reach out uh, through someone in the industry. And um, I've, I've seen the stuff that you talk about before in the past. So I did your test, you've got a test and then you get your personality in, in, in money. And I, I came across this, I think for the first time, like a fair few years ago, um, but I haven't seen it again. And I don't think anything sort of came of the person who was originally, who originally walked me through it. Um, so it's really interesting now to see you putting a fair bit of effort in because you know that test that I did, I, I'd imagine probably took a little while to do, like to set up at, at, in itself. Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually, uh, it was created by um, someone in the States and I bought a license um, to, to do that. So, um, and I, and of course had within that licensing, um, that, that licensing kind of, uh, contract, um, I could tweak it and make it my own and brand it however I wanted to brand it. And, um, so I did change it quite a bit and I just sort of leveled it up a bit because, um, sometimes, um, the American market gets a bit, it's it's very commercialized and I tried to make it a bit more sexy and attractive and so people would actually take note of it because um, usually when you mention money people's eyes glaze over and they just don't want to go there because they've got so many bad memories Um, so I want to make money something that people actually enjoy um, looking after and my theory is that money is like a person and if you can turn money into um, your best friend or even your lover like amazing things can happen yeah it's a really interesting personifying money as a person I think is really it's an interesting way to go about it and and I'm always um, I always love hearing from people who who have your kind of background, right? Which is super technical, super traditional, numbers-based, uh, you know, speaking to people about their financial situation and then uh, pursuing a different view of money, which is the emotional engagement side of money. And yes. and I, I've said this on a million podcasts, but, uh, you know, 
only 50% of the population engage with money in a rational uh, in means. And then the other half engage on an emotional means. And of course it's a spectrum and there's bits and pieces uh, on both sides, but it's always been interesting to me that we haven't seen a larger amount of people that are helping others engage with money in an emotional way. And the fact that you've taken this uh, path and you've, uh, as you said, improved upon, I guess, that structure that I had seen earlier, but, but it does seem a lot more thorough. And then you're presenting and then in the crowd, so happens to be, you know, head of financial wellness at one of these big four. And they say, hey, the way that you speak about money, you can actually come talk to people whose life is to work with money. Yeah. Um, that's, that's pretty impressive and kind of goes to show how much of a need there is in the market for something like this. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think money is very emotional and um, we all know it's the same, say, with like doctors, um, their children are always sick or and builders' houses are never finished. It's the same with financial advisors. Um, usually they put themselves last because they do it all day long and they don't want to do it for themselves. And it's also... Um, it's easier to give advice for people when there's no emotions attached. Yeah. Um, you can just, you know, dish it out quite, quite literally academically and do what's right for them. But, you know, it's the same as dieting, everything. We all know what we should be doing and it's not hard to get hand, a hold of the right information of what you should be doing. But to actually um, transfer that money into that particular investment it takes a lot for some people because there's a lot of trust involved. And so the interesting thing about what I do, and this is, um, it actually really um, impressed myself and which is why I got into this, was because once I started looking into this, I realised that my um, family members and I could relate to them more because I understood where they were coming from because it gets... Like, say, my sister, she is um, a romantic type, so she loves to spend. Spend, spend, spend. She has no house. Um, she earns very good money, but she just loves to spend on lifestyle. And I used to judge her for that. And then once she took my um, money personality quiz, I realised that her gift is actually being able to um to, to put money to good use and to get good experience out of it and to um it always she always had lots of more money coming in and she just totally trusted that and enjoyed her life whereas I am the opposite because I am an accumulator and my personality is that I like to hoard my money and not spend it and I don't feel comfortable unless I've got a certain amount sitting in cash in the bank um, let alone invested and so she could then understand me a bit better. And uh, I realized that I need a little bit of her type of money personality and she needs a little bit of mine because we all need a bit of balance. Yeah. And I can really appreciate that because once I did start um, spending money on experiences and um, things that de didn't necessarily get me a return, it, it opened up my creativity and all of a sudden that's when you get ideas to make more money, you know? So it's that kind of stuff. And we can all do with a bit more balance. Oh, absolutely. And if you think about it in terms of a married couple um, or just a couple in general who, who get financial advice together, how rare is it for both of them to walk in and to engage with money in the exact same terms? It's 
yeah almost impossible right yeah. and and so the way that traditionally we've dealt with that issue is perhaps you just work with one member of the family you know that is one way of dealing with it the other person's too bored or just doesn't care doesn't relate doesn't engage um so that's been potentially one way to deal with it the other way to deal with it is one person sits there quite comfortable and the other person sits there quite concerned and they have very different risk profiles but it doesn't really go too much further than that there's certainly typically never a um an exploration into how or, or I should say the specific differences between in, engaging with money there are between the couple. And so I think even, even for practicing advisors, if there was a way to help each member of the relationship understand the other person better and their relationship with money, that would be such a great yeah. practice to go through even in informal written yeah. you know, uh, financial planning. Yeah, I think um, imagine if as a financial advisor, you could go into a meeting with a client that you're meeting for the first time and already have this information on what their emotional attachment is to money and how they relate to money, Um, whether they're easy come, easy go, whether they're super anxious, whether um, they like to, um, there's another archetype called celebrity and they, of course, love to just um, just throw money to everybody and, and make sure that they and shout everybody and make sure they have the best of everything, whether they can afford it or not. Um, there's, there's the nurturer who loves to give. And if you can, if you can talk to that side of that person and say to them, um, if you invest your money the right way and look, put yourself first rather than giving all the time, you will then fill up your cup and you will be able to give more in the long term everybody else and you'll be able to provide for your children because you'll have that solid foundation and and a lot of these a lot of people haven't looked at money in that from that frame before and they just they literally haven't seen it that way and it seems obvious to um those of us who are accumulators um who who is really a lot of accountants and financial advisors would naturally be accumulators because they love to save and manage money in complicated transactions. Um, but the majority of the population is not. And to them, that is frightening because um, they just don't understand it. So totally. that fear preys on uncertainty and not understanding things. So if you can eliminate that fear by talking in their language, that really helps. Absolutely. Do, do you, I guess, going into a conversation with a client, whether, whether they're a new client or whether they're an established client, I guess, do you, is, is understanding which persona they are going into that meeting, does that play uh, a role in how you approach uh, handling that client? Oh, most definitely, um, because straight away you can identify what their strengths and challenges are in, in terms of money, um, and it's just it, it helps you to phrase things a certain way so that they can see see the positive side in saving and investing. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot to it, and yeah, I, I think it's. Money is just so emotional, I, and it's, totally. I don't know why we've left it this long to um, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, like totally. it's not just academic. Yeah. Um. It it is it. It's, it's highly emotional. Fifty percent 
um, emotional. Yeah. Um, I, I, I always say it's 80% emotional um, and only 20% mechanics because um, it's not hard to Google on the internet what you're supposed to do to um, invest. Like you basically just spend less than you earn and, um, you know, invested in um, something that is uh, secure and diversified. You know, it, it's not hard. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, one of the interesting things I, I, I think uh, with your career, with where, where it is now, is your focus on the US. Yeah. That to me, so I've, all, you know, for any Aussie that's been to America, we, we're like a, we're almost like a, a zoo. You know, yeah. they come up, they're, they're like, oh my God, you know, your accent, where is it from? And, uh, and, and it's you're kind of a little bit taken back. He's, um, just Australia. Like it's nothing, nothing too exotic, uh, but, but they, they do genuinely sort of um, yeah. consider it um, interesting. And so I've always thought when an advisor at an Aussie based uh, well, let's, let's just say money expert attempts to take on the U S I think that there would be a, an, a, a kind of a competitive advantage. And so yeah. walk us through why did you make the decision to sort of focus on the US and how that's gone so far? And I'm, I'm super interested in it. Yeah, well, the, the number one reason, of course, is it's a massive market. So yeah. like Australia is so small. Yes. Um, and I just, when I first started um, uh, just to, uh, thinking about becoming an entrepreneur and, and starting my own business. Um, I started um, taking some courses, um, digital courses in the States and joined a lot of um, mastermind groups for women starting business over there. And, and then it's very, very quickly, as soon as I started talking on those groups about what I was doing, people just wanted to get more information straight away um so i i'm talking with people in the uk um in europe um i have um people in uh, women sorry in um the netherlands and germany and canada they're all it's, it's universal it's it's it doesn't matter where you live um, the emotional side of money is the same for everyone. It's not about culture. It, it is just an archetype. And an archetype is based on um, your beliefs and um, your habits and the money stories that go through your head. And everybody has this, in my research, all women have the same um, desire and that is to ensure money is always there from the, for them. They have this massive fear that they're going to run out of money one day, especially if they get divorced and don't have a partner because uh, women's careers are very different to men. Like we don't have that same um, consistency in our careers um, and superannuation. Um, we, there's a massive gap there. And so we may be earning good money right now, but they're very concerned about the future and women are just wired differently. We, we, money represents safety to us. Whereas um, for men, it's more about, um, uh, it's, it's more about competition and, and, and power and um, showing their strength. Um, but for women, it's just safety. It, that's all it is. And as long mm. as they know they always have enough and that they can provide for their family, that to them is their greatest desire. Well, yeah, no, you know, it, it makes foundation. sense. 
So uh, undoubtedly, uh, with your business model, it's tailored to towards women. Do you have any married couples? So, uh, so you know, the men get involved as well. I had one just a couple of weeks ago, actually, um, and he was very hesitant. I find that women are just more open to emotions and talking about it, um, which, of course, is just how, again, we're wired. Um, we, we love to chat and um, we, you know, we, women just talk about things more. It, it's what we do. Um, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just helps us. We love to research everything. We love to love to just um, communicate. And I think the guys aren't necessarily as open to it. Um, they come because their partner brings them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, once they start looking into it, they kind of go, oh, yeah, right. And you plant that seed and it might take a while, like it might be a few weeks later that they kind of um, have some epiphany or something, but um, it's just a bit different. How did you go with yours? We haven't talked about that yet. Oh, it, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember the exact archetypes that it was, but, I mean, it, it largely made sense. I, the was second it Maverick was it? Uh, the 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 top one because uh, yeah. there's obviously obviously you get three of them right? Um, yeah, well there's, there's eight altogether, but the top three are the most important. So your your top one, you had a really high score for that, and the next the second place was like um, a much lower score. So you're very strong in the Maverick, and yes. that makes sense with what you're doing because yeah, but- you're making income in an alternative way. So the Maverick is all about, um, you know, they're very creative and they don't like to do things the same way as everybody else. Yeah. That- yeah. No, no, that, 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 that would definitely be, uh, if my wife was here, she'd say, uh, absolutely. Um, and so, but I guess one of the things that was quite cool about this, uh, was the idea of the, um, the rebel with the cause. I wouldn't exactly call myself a rebel, but like, I, no. I, I, I definitely like, the concept of doing things for a good reason that that's uh that that to me so so i'm happy to create you know a little bit of um tension you could say that disruption i believe is the word disruption yeah yeah so i'm happy to pursue that in the if if the goal is for a good outcome in the world and and certainly at the moment in financial advice and so yeah like i i definitely uh resonated with that and how that uh relates to I guess my long-term career, I, I don't know. What, what does a maverick do? Um, well, I mean, I think um, I'm a maverick as well. Hey. I'm not as strong as you in that, but, like, um, I have the same top three archetypes but in a different order. Right. Um, right. So, you know, they're, they're very clever. They're very flamboyant and charismatic. Um, they can... They're really good at structuring deals with um, financial complexity uh, and and paying attention to detail um, and just making decisions on taking risks. Like I'm not talking about gambling risks. I'm talking about like um, business risks. They're willing to do things differently and disrupt, like you say. Um, But their challenges can be more about um, with financial security sometimes because they tend to um, uh, overlook the, the, the steady um, but boring income streams mm. um, and just want to go on the roller coaster kind of thing because they're willing to just do whatever it takes to follow their dreams. 
which yeah. is a good thing. Like none of them are bad or good. Like it's um, no one is better than the other. It's um, it's just about finding a bit of balance. Yeah, no, I fully agree to that. Um, it's it, and and funnily enough, like as I've I guess become a little bit more stable in even this career, um, I've I've been working full time in XY now for just over twelve months, which is you know pretty. Uh, considering the company's been around for quite a while, it's um, yeah to be here for a while now, and and for it to be heading in in such a good direction, it, it's great. And um, and you know, like I'm married with a kid now, so I'm actually chatting to a couple of my mates at the moment to say, hey, you've you can really help with the uh, the longevity and the stability side of things with Ooh. our family, um, and so yeah, like uh, that. I guess I'm trying to figure out how to do the um the balance in in my little microcosm as well in, in our little family and it's and it uh, you know just if someone because it takes a long time to realize things about yourself so i can imagine when people are getting this information and it's bringing to light some ideas that they yeah. maybe hadn't self-examined previously then it's going to help ultimately achieve a good outcome what 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 kind of outcomes are you looking to achieve when you do speak to your clients? Okay, so I, um, like I'm just about to launch uh, my first uh, package program, which would be an eight-week course. And um, six of those eight weeks would be on money mindset. And so letting go of limiting beliefs and opening your mind to um, new ways to make money that are easier and um, just come, because it's all about making money easy. It doesn't need to be hard. We, we the only person stopping us from earning more is, is ourselves and the stories we tell ourselves um, and not going out there into the marketplace and marketing ourselves because we've got this fear of being seen or something. It's not real. It's mm. just a story. Um, so I, I do that. And then the last couple of weeks, I um, once they're ready to receive it, then I help them set up um, their finances, uh, structure everything the right way and automate their finances and their savings and investing um, so that they can start building their own little um, uh, stash of cash, I suppose, um, and have those guardrails in place so that they don't have the capacity of self-sabotage on yeah. their money goals because um, it just it's like that whole dinner plate theory if you the bigger the um the plate that you eat off the more you eat yes um, so it, it's the same as that and it's just that siloing um but you know what in all my research th- that is the most important thing i think that everyone needs to do uh, and that's what i wanted to get out there and that's why i started this business and it, but in my research it came to me very clearly that people are just not interested in learning about that they know they have to do it but they don't want to do it because there's so much guilt because they have to look at what all the everything they've done wrong in the past and yeah so much shame and guilt and they just don't want to go there they just want to stick their head in the sand um so i'm focusing on the money mindset and then once their mind is open then i will teach them what they need to know to set up their finances. Um, so my goal is to be the intermediary between um, somebody who's just starting out um, learning how to manage their own finances and um, the financial plant advisor. 
So I, I'm kind of like the go-between to help them to get in a position so that they're ready to see the financial advisor because they have the income streams now, they understand how the market works, they, um, they've been financially educated um, and then by the time they get to see their financial advisor, they know what their goals are, which is the biggest thing because most people have no idea what their financial goals are or why why they need meaning because mm. there's no point just picking a number unless it means something to you. Otherwise it becomes just a to-do list and you just don't do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember uh, Ryan Holiday uh, saying once uh, in, in the absence of a, of a plan, the default answer is always more. Yeah. And so understanding why we want to achieve a certain thing is a huge element and and that emotional engagement can be then utilized to change behavior and achieve the goals that otherwise people are not interested in achieving. And yeah. when when you do when when you take a client for the first time and dive into their situation, it it, it is a very revealing moment for them. Um, and so I guess the way that you're approaching it is to make that transition from not looking at your financial situation to looking at your financial situation in the most comfortable way possible and just removing any hurdles. Because again, traditional financial planning is, hey, fill out this fact fine. Now I know everything about you. Bam, let's get straight into advice. And it's just shaming. People just feel shamed. Oh my God, my finances are so bad. Because that's why they're going to see you. And you're just criticizing that and making (laughs) them feel vulnerable and weak. And when you think about it, it's just shocking. Like why would anyone want to be a financial advisor? Like it's just, unless they've already been really good with their money and they've got like, you know, a million dollars to invest and go, look how good I am. And then they're really good doing those forms because they're really proud. Yes. Um, but there's a real gap. There's a whole lot of Australians, like what is it, like 70% of Australians other than their super have never, is that the number? I can't remember what the details are, but it's massive, this number. And um, the reason is they all just think that they've just been shamed because they don't understand how money works. They don't mm. want to ask about it because um, they don't want to feel bad and it's you know going back to dieting and and exercising again people don't want to feel bad so they don't Mm. want somebody to say oh my god you're so overweight you so need to exercise thank god you came like that's the last thing they want to hear (laughs) (laughs) that's such a good point um do you do you do any um small groups uh, of people to be able to gamify it and uh, and sort of set people up into mastermind groups or anything like that, whether they, they can talk about what they're learning with you and then compare yeah. results. I, I find that peer-to-peer yeah. learning is really helpful. Yeah, well, my um, that's what's going to be happening in my package. We'll have a closed Facebook group in there as well and I'll be present in there and we can all like share our ahas and our stories um, and just it's a safe place mm. for people not to be judged. Um, definitely. But I, I do um, workshops at the moment. Um, I haven't... Um, done online workshops yet I've just been um, holding them in person um, but I only just started this business this year so it's still right. um, very new but I will be doing that once this um, package um, 
is launched and that's the next step is to do um, group coaching online but I don't believe that we should jump into group coaching until we have really mastered the one-on-one first yep Uh, I think there's just still so much um, to learn and I want to make sure eventually I'm going to have a um, digital product for people to download and just teach themselves or they can do a live version with me awesome um yeah, the, the fact that this type of service is really, I guess, because I had a chat with uh, Matt Hearn just recently uh, on another um, podcast and he, I, I'd say like similar concept, but he's coming at it from, a, 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 I guess, the other side of the coin in terms of it being a, a very uh, rational uh, process, you know, solving, say, cash flow up front because it is such an important thing. Yeah. Um, and the, the concept of this type of service, I actually almost got into it uh, a few years ago. I wrote a book, Fund Your Ideal Lifestyle, and uh, I, was, I was toying with the idea of doing something like this. But in the end, I, I decided to go down the route of uh, still working in, with, with financial planners um, and, and XY. Um, but it is, it goes without a doubt, it's an extremely, extremely needed service. I'm I'm also interested to see if it ends up uh, looping back around into financial planning. Um, that's yeah. kind of the journey that I see this uh, taking. I, I think financial planning's sort of in a bit of a, a moment of flux at the moment, where yeah. uh, you, you've got sort of ASIC and the regulators you know, are, and are bringing in you know a bunch of restraint. I guess you could say with people, um, you know, getting back into the industry, if they've taken any time off, I'm in that boat, you're in that boat mm-hmm. um, for, for people that are entering the industry for the first time in, in terms of a professional year and needing someone to sort of fund that professional year. Um, I think there's a bunch of restraints. And then on the flip side, they're also saying, well, the price of advice is too expensive. We yeah. should be looking at scout advice. And so I go, okay, like, to my mind, there's a schism that's happening in financial planning and uh, however it lands, I'm not sure, but you've got huge companies looking to purchase AMP um, because they're obviously bullish about financial services in Australia over the long term. And so I can see this, we might go back to the days of the AMP agent, uh, low cost, tech delivered, you know, maybe a really restrained um, compliance regime. Yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. And then on the other side, I think we're, we're going to see, uh, you know, that full service, quote unquote, independent, although you can't use that word anymore, boutique. financial planning. Yes, let's go yeah. with boutique. Um, and then I can see out of all of that, a place for money coaching to fit in, like wh- whether it becomes licensed or not, it's going to exist. But I can see this skill set that more and more, currently former financial planners, but undoubtedly will end up as still practicing financial planners. They're going to continue with this way of thinking and bring this into financial advice. I, I know AMP a little while ago attempted to build a business model for people so they would have someone like you yeah, highly spoke around this type of stuff and then someone who was uh, super rational on the other side and who yeah. just did you know the forms and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and so almost that traditional financial planning and, and this money coaching in the same office. Yeah. I haven't seen that happen yet, but I just think it's a, a matter of time because what you're yeah. doing is super valuable. 
Yeah. Um, it's only a matter of time because, before it gets looped into uh, traditional financial planning. Well, anyone who wants to uh, contact me is welcome. <laughs> I'm open. <laughs> um, definitely. I think that's a great thing. It's the same with medicine, you know, and looking into alternative um, health and metaphysics and all that kind of stuff, the power of the mind. Like, it's amazing. Like, the placebo effect is huge. There's so much research around that. Um, but yet doctors still don't take it into consideration. Yeah. Um, they account for it in their research whenever they have, they, you know, they, they eliminate it yes. because it's so powerful, yes. but um, they just won't, um, they constantly just want to apply medication and um, with, without solving the problem underneath. And this yeah, is the yeah, same yeah. thing. We're solving the money problem, the money story that is, that is imprinted from the ages of like two to seven, right? This is when our brains um, are like sponges and we just imprint uh, whatever is going on around us. Whether um, your parents can say all they want about um, managing money in the right way, but we um, imprint from their vibration and their feelings that they have about money and you can't hide that. So if you don't, if you thought that money was evil or greedy or um, that it was wrong to want too much of it, you pass that on to your children, whether you mean to or not. Um, and this, these are the money stories that I work with my clients to, um, to let go of and to replace them with something more positive. And there's always a new money story, right? So each level you get to, um, so even the billionaires out there in the world, they still have money stories, um, and they're still working on their money stories and for that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, if you can remove the, the, the barriers for people to engage with my, their own financial situation in a healthy manner, yeah, um, you're going to improve the outcomes that you get with that client. It goes without saying. Uh, yeah. a, a huge barrier uh, is mental with this sort of stuff. And it's a huge reason why people get financial planning in the first place, right? They're, they're saying, yeah. actually, I, I do want to outsource this. But as a part of the outsourcing, if you can help your client uh, improve in their relationship with money, their understanding of money, um, their education around money um, from, you know, from all sides of the spectrum, I, you're just doing your job better as a financial planner because you're not only helping them with the outcomes, but you're helping them to achieve better outcomes as well yeah. over, the, over the long term. And you're making them feel good along the way. And that's so important to make your clients feel like they're in charge um, and feel like they're, um, because a lot of people, especially women, um, uh, there's a majority of financial advisors out there are males and, um, you know, that we, we kind of, we like to chat, as I said, and it's just a different style and it doesn't always resonate with the female clients. So if you can, make people feel like they are doing something super positive um, Mm. and give them and tie it to something that is emotional for them, an anchor, a North Star, if you like. Um, That is so important because otherwise people don't care and they just put it off and they just want someone else to deal with it Um, and they don't get the best result because um, you can only help them. Uh, you can only really help somebody who wants to be helped. Yes. Um, and and this goes back to that whole um, thing you were saying. How um, some other types of money coaches, people come to them because they want to 
sort out their money, but they have to already want to sort out their money. Most people aren't there yet. They don't even want to go there. They've got their head in the sand. So I'm coming at it from the step before that even and just saying, you know, wouldn't it be nice if money wasn't so stressful and I can help you make sure it's not as stressful as it's been in the past. And then once the gateways opened, then you can introduce the coaching and the um, and, and set up the siloing of the uh, an automation of their finances. And then once they have that nest egg, they, then they're at a stage where they can go to a financial advisor and they and it's more worthwhile for them then to see a financial advisor because it is expensive. Um, and you know, I think, there's just a real gap in the market and that's what I'm here for. Yeah, no, totally. Look, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you, you've got like 15 to 20% of the market currently getting financial planning. So uh, the, the size of the unmet yeah. market is insanely large and anyone yeah. doing anything uh, to attempt to, uh, I would say, open that other huge portion of the market to receiving financial planning is is yeah. is brilliant to my mind yeah so what's the plans like uh you know we're, we're getting close to the end of the year the 2020 i believe uh otherwise known as the best year on record uh, i've heard people begin calling yeah. uh, obviously obviously and being facetious um so uh, we're getting to the end of 2020 you've got 2021 coming up what are, you, you you've got this big um this big gig coming up in march right yeah. what is what does next year look like for you uh, i'm writing a book um, so yeah, I'll be, my aim was to, um, I have started the writing, but my aim was to, um, have, uh, a, an official coach locked in for that and hopefully a publisher, um, by the end of the year, but that's getting a bit close now. So it's probably going to, um, happen next year. Yes. Uh, it will happen next year. I'm positive mindset. Um, and, uh, yeah, just focusing on, um, getting my um, system down pat so that I can put it together in a in a digital package format yeah um, so that then it's super scalable and can be applied to anyone anywhere in the world that is my goal yeah awesome now look it, I fully support it I think it's I think it's great what would be really interesting is if um, you know a handful of years down the track you've got this uh, digital engagement tool for all over the world. And then imagine if you came back to financial planning as well, that would be, that, well, that, yeah. yes. well, that was originally, that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to start my own financial planning firm for women, very boutique style, um, very low, kind of low cost as well, because I just think um, it, people are put off by how much it costs. And I was going to focus on divorce and, um, because, you know, I, I think we discussed this earlier, Clay, I don't think it was in the interview though, but um, uh, women generally tend to come into their wealth through trauma. So whether it's their um, spouse dying because we outlive our spouses or um, from inheritance or from a couple of divorces, you know, it, they're all like quite negative Things and that doesn't help with the whole emotional side of money um, because if you receive money that way, it's kind of toxic um, and it's hard enough to just look after money that you receive in a good way, let alone through a bad way. So I really wanted to help people, women to um, 
be able to get in the right headspace to manage their own money because when you're under stress, you just can't think straight. You, your IQ actually drops by 50%. You cannot make decisions properly. Totally. So that's it. you're in no, no condition to be um, setting up your um, finances and, and putting, you know, with, with this settlement money. Um, you need somebody to help you and to guide you. Yeah, so I really wanted to be one of those people. Um, so, yeah, I've also... Um, set up, as I said, a foundation to help women um, after domestic violence um, and just nasty divorces uh, to help them to get through their divorce and to help them to negotiate their settlement and to feel, uh, understand what they need for the future so that that stress lowers and they can think straight because they they know how much they need to live the lifestyle that they've been accustomed to um and that you know that eliminates all the fear because there's so much fear about them not feeling safe because they don't have money and this is women with like you know millions of dollars in settlement money they, they're worried about their lifestyle and how they're going to maintain that that's the only life they've known um, it's really frightening um it sounds bad when you say that about people with a couple of million dollars in their bank, but like um, it doesn't matter whether it's um, a little amount or a big amount. It's just all relative to their lifestyle. Yeah, no, it's just, I've never heard someone articulate it like that before, but um, yeah, I can definitely imagine uh, if, if that was a, a reoccurring theme in any demographic that they were coming into money through, uh, through negative events yeah. then they're kind of, if, if there's some sort of trend there, then uh, picking up on that and being able to help that uh, demographic, I mean, makes a lot of sense. It, and, and you mentioned someone could be in a great position, but they think they're in a bad position. I mean, yeah, yeah like that's everyone, every financial planner has seen that. Um, yeah. and, and then there's people that are in horrible positions that they think they're fine. So that's yeah. the whole, that's the whole piece of yeah. helping someone get their head around exactly where they are exactly where they want to go and exactly how to get there i mean it's a that's financial planning isn't it and uh, definitely and that's that's a beautiful thing like when you get to sit down with a client and um show them those projections that just the relief on their yeah. face of just yeah. going oh yeah like i'm going to be totally fine and that changes everything and then you can just sail through life because you, you you're not stressed out about it all the time there's not that nagging thought in the back of your head uh yeah. what about 10 years from now am i going to be okay is my son going to be okay or my daughter um how, how am i going to make sure they get through and and that it takes up so much energy worry and if we can eliminate that worry and then they can focus that energy on something positive, like making, finding new income streams, um, finding a way to make money with purpose um, that really feels empowering to them. Um, I, I really do believe that everybody has a gift that they can um, monetize uh, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. It's just a transfer of energy to, between people. Um, and yeah. That's awesome. No, no, that, I, 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 I'm always super interested in this approach towards helping people with money. Um, the, the global sort of outlook that you have on it, the emotional engagement angle. Um, I think it's a huge journey ahead and you've already done, you know, well, and you've barely even started. It's fantastic. You've got March ahead of you. I think you, I think 2021 is going to be uh, an awesome year um, for you and, and what you want to achieve. So congrats on what you've already done so far. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited. Um, 
I've got a really good feeling about this and I, I just follow my intuition and which I, I really believe everyone should do. Um, so, yeah, let me know if you wanted me to teach you more about that. I'm sure you already have that, though, being a maverick. You would have that little inner guidance come naturally. Yes, it's uh, well, I grew up in a really small town um, without my dad. And so, uh, and so I, I sort of had to come up with, you know, personifying, I guess, myself five years in the future, you know, creating oh, that, yeah. creating that bit of a, a, a guide. So, you know, even though I, I don't want to make the hard decisions, you know, I, I, I kind of look at it like, well, yourself in five years will really appreciate it if you do this thing. And so I've kind of been able to sort of organize it in my mind like that, um, which is, you know, it's a little bit interesting, but we've, we've all got our own strategies um, look, thank you so much for coming on, discussing this. I, I'm always super excited to get these kind of inf- pieces of information out to as many advisors as possible. If there's anyone that wants to reach out, how would they go about doing that? Uh, my website is uh, loveluckwealth.com. Uh, so all of my contact details are on there. And if you go to the resources page, um, which is very easy to find once you go to the landing page, you'll be able to take that money um, personality quiz uh, for free. Um, and, yeah, I think uh, and there's a contact form there. All my information is there. Um, so it's loveluckwealth.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on and sharing. Thanks, Clay. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And I love what you do. So um, keep going. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. <laughs>